All right, open your boxes. Open your boxes. One, two, three. How is a small family-run business in Benton, Wisconsin, with absolutely no marketing department, how are they showing the entire pinball industry how to launch a pinball machine? And I'm going to say this right now. The launch of Rick and Morty Pinball and the sequence of events that have occurred since the trailer video in which nobody was expecting it, to seeing the game from the underneath of the play field, to seeing a funny video of the game for the first time, to opening up the order books to get a Bloodsucker edition and the fan club, to now this news. Well, you could even add in that they're going to have content from later on in the series added to the game. To this news last night, Nobody expected this. And I'll say this, the number one thing you always want to do in marketing to create customer satisfaction and customer loyalty is to give the customer something more than they expected. And I think what we're witnessing now is an absolute realization and a waking up of so many people in this hobby to the very simple fact of are you being treated by your pinball company the way you want to be treated? Are you being treated by big business mentality? Or are you being catered to and cared for by a family? I mean, that's what it feels like with what Spooky Pinball is doing here. And the shocking announcement last night that every single person, every single person who bought a Rick and Morty pinball machine is going to get a free interactive topper with a DC motor and LED lights. It looks like it's going to be the portal spinning, which is going to be super cool and the crystals are going to light up. Every single person who bought a game is going to get one for free. And let's deconstruct this magnanimous move by by Chuck and company over there because I think most people were just expecting maybe a t-shirt or a keychain or maybe another sculpted figure in the game. Nobody, nobody was expecting they would get something like this. And, you know, it's, it's, it's funny because 2019 was really the year of, of Toppergate. And, and you look at toppers and pinball machines, and it's become something that cosmetically people really like to get in their games. But, you know, toppers are also a really cool thing when you do it right. But they're also something that has become ridiculously expensive. And for a lot of people in pinball who have followed pinball over the years, getting a really cool topper on a game used to be standard, right? It was standard on, on games uh, like Whitewater. I mean, look at the Whitewater topper. That came with the game. It wasn't an additional $500 item. To the point in 2019 where Stern releases an R2-D2 topper at something like $750, right? And then makes you pay additional for it. Uh, where we get Jersey Jack Pinball charging people additional for the Chocolate River Topper. Spooky Pinball says, nope, our topper's actually going to do more than a lot of those toppers, and it's going to cost you nothing. And 
everybody gets one. Doesn't matter if you ordered a standard edition or a bloodsucker edition. Anyone who ordered on day one, which was everybody, gets one of the toppers. Now, I don't know if this was planned or not, but I don't really care. And I don't think anybody cares. I think this just goes to show that Charlie and company, they're trying to do one thing. And, and I don't think like they're trying to. I, I think this comes natural to them right now. And they're, they're creating customers for life. And if you're Charlie and you've got a, a boutique pinball company that you're happy with the size of it and you maybe don't want to grow too large, if you do this and you create goodwill, you're going to create customers for life. People are going to come back to you and want to buy every game from you because of how you've treated them and what you did for them. And, and it, all this is really incredible because we haven't really seen any pinball companies quite do it this way. And it, it, it's everything combined. It's not just like a topper. It's not just a good theme. It's not just the transparency of the company. It's all of those things combined. You know, when you think about Stern Pinball, they're so big. They're a ginormous ship. They keep going. As Gary Stern said the other day, they have 85% or more of the pinball market. All right. But everyone knows deep down, they just get this feeling that like on an individual level, do you really think that the higher-ups and the investors at Stern Pinball really give a damn if they lose you as a customer. And I think people know that. Like, Stern Pinball is so big that if they lose you as a customer, it doesn't mean anything to them. You don't get the feeling that it would mean anything to them. They would just find some newbie guy who has no idea about pinball and they'll sell them a game. I mean, that's that's the majority of Stern's new buyers. It's not it's not pinball enthusiasts. It's just newbies to the hobby. And, and there's always going to be a hundred of those newbies to every one of us. And, and I say us because we're like the enthusiasts. Like we're the people that that are on the websites, that are on the podcasts, that are going to shows. Like we're the minority. We're not the majority of people who buy new inbox pinball machines. And for us, for us, the enthusiasts, you know, we really want to see companies that care about us. Because if you think about it, who's advocating for pinball? Who's spreading the love of pinball? Who's getting their friends into pinball? It's us. It's us. I mean, we do so much to awaken this hobby within our friends, within other people we know, within coworkers. I mean, we talk about pinball. We spread the gospel of pinball. And all we ever want from these pinball companies is just to get this feeling like, you know what? Like they it matters to them that we remain customers with them. And look, I think Jersey Jack has done a good job in building a loyal following with with his community as well, right? Jack's been very transparent. Now, I don't always feel like Jack always tells the truth, and I think that comes back to bite him. People still have not received their replacement playfields yet. They're still getting some spin over there about how, well, we want to get enough orders to before we actually, no, 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 no. What's going on with that whole thing? I mean, we're going to keep following that topic. People still have not received the replacement Jersey Jack playfields. How hard can it be to reach out? It wasn't like we're not talking, you know, 10,000 buyers here. So um, we're going to keep on them to make sure people get their replacement playfields because it's been months and months and months. And we know it does not take six months to order playfields for people. So a little bit of a stall tactic, I think, going on over there. But anyway, Spooky Pinball 
has done the greatest pinball launch since I've been covering pinball, and I think they deserve to be applauded for it. And once again, you know, the tale of these two threads continues to be the the championship winning team over at Spooky Pinball, and then you know the Stranger Things thread continues. It's it's funny to me because you know Jack Danger put up a video of the Stranger Things Premium, and he announced to us that they're going to be streaming it Thursday night at some point. I hope it's late at night so they can get it as dark as possible. But he he pulled the shades down in the room and he showed us the game. And you know, like I think people are starting to realize. I I really do. That it's it, I, look. It's I don't think it's going to be horrible, but I don't think it's going to. The juice is not going to be worth the squeeze on this technology. And I think people are starting to realize that. That well, wait a minute. You probably could have created an even cooler upside down effect with just basic lighting. Like look at the disco ball in in, in Deadpool. Like you could they could have done something a lot easier to get that effect in the game. And then used more of the real estate in the game for physical things that would have wowed people. I think people are also coming to the realization as Stranger Things enters into the pin side top 100 today. Okay, it it, it entered in. I, I know there's only 17 reviews, but it entered in at number 111. Now I think this is the the highest number ever for a Stern new Stern machine to enter into the top 100. And so. I think there's just a lot of people out there. Maybe it's like a silent majority of people out there that are just not feeling the game. And and maybe Spooky's launch of Rick and Morty had something to do with it within our community, right? The enthusiast community. Maybe the stern shills out there haven't been successful enough in, in berating us and trying to convince us that we just have to like it because it comes from stern. You know, and so... I think what's happening here, I think Stern Pinball is learning a little bit of a lesson. And and I mean that when I say this. I really do mean that. I think they are learning a lesson that we've seen enough of this, of just major theme that people love, like Game of Thrones, like Star Wars. You know, we, we have seen them do this before, where they take a beloved theme, a dream theme for many of people, and they just give us an underwhelming package. And it's not it's not what people really wanted. And I know it's hard for people to say that. I mean, I just I hear other podcasters telling me to shut up. But you know, you know who's like you know who actually has a, a a good his finger on the pulse of this thing is Hilton. I mean, I I listened to his comments and he's right. Like that left kick out in in Stranger Things pinball where it just it just kicks it out in an underwhelming way. And it maybe grazes a, a stand-up target or two, and that's all it does. And then you've got the other, the other like upkick, you know, to the left of the screen that the ball goes in there, and then it just like farts it out the left. It, it, and then the pop bumpers you can't even see. Like there's really nothing in the game. There, and it's like it's like I don't know when people are going to admit this. Now look, we're still holding out hope, and we're still holding out our final assessment of this game until we see the projector in action. And I think that's the only fair thing to do. But man, I, I'm telling you, I, I'm also holding back a little bit on my final assessment of Stranger Things because I'm going to tell you right now, no projector in the world, no, I don't care what that thing does, it's not going to change the fact that I just think that when you play Stranger Things, as much as like distributors are telling you, they, I've been playing it to two in the morning, I'm just having so much damn fun, 
let me tell you, the, the show itself, if you've watched the show, there is a level of campiness and enjoyment and fun factor in that show that just is not in the pin. The, the pin is like the serious elements of the show and it focuses on that, but it misses out on so much of the personality and the campiness. And look, maybe that's to come. Maybe they're going to code that. But you know what I'm saying? It's like this release to me. And, and when I hear them say like, well, we didn't want to show the projector yet because even Jack Janger says it. He's like, there's stuff they're still coding. And, and it, just, it just begs the question, like, why, why would they launch this game if they still need to code things that make that major mechanism in the game, if, if they don't even know, if they don't even have in the game yet the stuff that makes that thing worthwhile, then why was it released? I mean, am I the only one who just like looks at this stuff and is just like, I don't understand. Why would you release it if you can't properly showcase the technology? And you can't do it like this anymore. I think people are starting to wake the F up. Is like, we are so tired of Stern Pinball releasing unfinished products. Unfinished products in which they can't show us whether or not the game is good or bad or mediocre or great or excellent or terrible. We, we, we're not allowed to have enough assets or coding or, or you know even like streams now. They're not giving us enough information to make up our minds and they want our money already. And, and I think it's absolutely, we're just tired of it. Now, now look, playing devil's advocate, it's like, yeah, Spooky Pinball hasn't shown you Rick and Morty flipping yet, but it, it's, such a different, it's such a different launch. And everybody knows that. Like, everybody knows that. Everyone can see the Scott Denisi design. Everyone understands that the Rick and Morty creator is like making all these custom callouts for the game itself. And, and people just have faith in Scott Denisi the same way they have faith in Keith Elwin. I don't think people have faith. I'm going to say this. I don't think people have faith in Stern Pinball unless the game is coming from Keith Elwin. I mean, think about it right now. Where, where does your faith lie? Maybe George Gomez too, right? But he doesn't design many games. Maybe John Borg. But Keith Elwin's the only one that's like, take my money now guy with Stern. And it's just, I just think Stern is, you know, Stern has like burned people too many times in being the guinea pigs on these games. And people got burned with Munsters. People got burned with Black Knight. People have gone in and, and gone after and chased the, the tail of the dragon. And, and more times than none now, you're losing money on your stern purchases. And people know that. And I, and I think people are just waking up. I mean, I think it's pretty obvious that Stranger Things is going to be a game that does not hold its value. And I know we shouldn't talk about value, but it's not even that. I think it's not going to hold its value because it's not the kind of game that if you're a fanatic of Stranger Things, I don't think it's going to have long-term fun for you. I don't. I just don't. I really don't. I think something happened with this game. They just didn't put a lot in it. And I don't know how you look at this and are like, I'm, I'm just having a lot of fun. Like this, I'm so sick. Of like the short term, like, yeah, the shots are smooth and that's all it requires. No, people want more. People want more at this money. And this game is going to go the same route as Star Wars. It's going to go the same route as Game of Thrones. And if you buy one for $9,000 and you buy an LE, congratulations, you're going to be selling that game for 7500 bucks in six months. And I'm telling you right now, I'm telling you right now, 
Ninja Turtles is just going to blow this thing away. And I, I don't even care if you don't like Ninja Turtles. I, I think wait till you see the Ninja Turtles package. It is going to be the greatest artistic masterpiece of all time in pinball. It is. It is. And everyone I know who's seen Stranger Things and Ninja Turtles is like, dude, it is like embarrassingly better than Stranger Things. Who doesn't want you to know that? Think about it right now. Who doesn't want you to know that? Well, the Stern Shills right now on Pinside, you know who they are, who are just like, it's going to be epic. Don't listen to K-Man. I already ordered my LE. So everyone who ordered an LE, they're going to try to convince you otherwise. The Stern distributors right now are sitting on all this Stranger Things product and all these orders, and they, you know, they want it. They want to sell it. They want to sell it to you. And I'm just here to tell you that if you just wait, you're going to be able to get all these Stranger Things games for much less money. And and everyone knows it's true. Just think about it. they're still available. The LEs have still not sold out. I'm telling you right now. When people see Ninja Turtles LE, it's going to sell out in one day. And I'm just telling you on just art alone. On just art alone, it will sell out in one day. But it's also a game in which John Borg has confirmed they took nothing out of the game. They did not remove anything. He actually had leftover bomb in this game. He got everything he wanted into it. And you know, you don't want to know why else, like Ninja Turtles, besides like the most incredible art package, besides this, besides that. You know what? Also, it's going to have it. It it may have internet connectivity. But what's even cooler, I think is when you play Ninja Turtles, here's another news item for you guys. Just make sure you credit Canada. Ninja Turtles is going to come with four-player co-op mode, which means when you have three of your friends over, you each can play collectively and collaborate to go through the game, and each of you is a different Ninja Turtle. It makes total sense. Raphael, Donatello, Michelangelo, and Leonardo... And so you can play a four-player co-op game and play through the game that way. Super freaking cool, right? Right? And that that actually makes me feel like, well, if they have internet connection, then why couldn't? Then that makes sense. That makes sense that you wouldn't be, you know, imagine that. Like you're not um, competing against the other people that you're internet connected to, but you're actually co-op playing with them. How awesome would that be? All right? I'm just saying like... I'm getting tired, right? It's it's the middle of January. Stern released this game three something weeks ago. They're still like floundering to get us like the actual like footage of what it looks. It's a joke launch, people. It's a total joke launch. And Rick and Morty, that's how you do it. That's how you do. It. Look at the excitement level. It's just, I know we keep talking about this, but man, this is the big thing going on in pinball now. Like, I don't need to do a two-hour podcast in which after 30 minutes of news, there's like another hour and 20 minutes of just like ramble. I'm just saying right now, we're witnessing what I think is the greatest launch in pinball that I've seen, and I think we're witnessing one of the worst launches in pinball at the same exact time. That's why I love doing this podcast, because it's like, and I don't care I don't care if like Brian Eddy doesn't come on the show. I don't care if like these, it's it's the worst launch ever. It deserved better. It's it's like Stern doesn't know how to show this game to people. What a joke. What a freaking joke. And the shills on Pinside can keep saying, oh, don't worry about it. It's going to be epic. It's not going to be epic. I'm telling you, when you look at that rotating arcade sign that's projected, it looks like crap. Wouldn't you rather have a physical rotating arcade sign? Now, here's the thing. A real physical rotating arcade sign is coming out. 
okay? But here's the problem now. If you put a physical rotating arcade sign in the Stranger Things game, all these mods, right? How stupid is it going to look where you've got a physical rotating arcade sign and then a projected one? You've got two arcade signs rotating in the game? How, that, that's that's going to look idiotic. They should have made this game a more physical representation of the world we love in Stranger Things. Instead, they went all in on a gimmick that I don't think is going to pan out, but we'll know for sure on Thursday. But I'm telling you right now, the apologists that want you to think this game is going to be great, I'm just saying be cautious. There's a reason why this game isn't blowing people away. Do me a favor, everybody. Go open up a picture of Ghostbusters LE and put it next to Stranger Things LE. Just do that. Do that for a minute and see what a physical world under glass looks like with a lot going on in it and one that has absolutely nothing going on that's just going to project more images onto the game. Projection mapping is the future of pinball. Yeah, it's not. It's not. This game, I don't know. I don't know, Stern. You've, you've, you've just, you're trying stuff. It's not always going to work. I'm glad you guys keep making these games, but you need to look at what Spooky's doing and how they're treating the customers and what they're giving people. I mean, for $15,000, people, you didn't even get a free topper with Elvira. Where is the Elvira topper? Where is the Jurassic Park topper? I mean, Stern can't even get these toppers out within six months of the games being available. It's a joke. We're sick of it. They're moving at the speed of the investors. They're moving at the speed of their line. We're getting left behind, people. We are. They listen to this podcast. All of the Stern execs listen to this show. And you know who really appreciates this show the most? I'm just going to say it. Are the designers at Stern. This show says what they feel. And if you get Stern designers in a room, they'll tell you. If you get a couple beers in them, they'll tell you that they have not lost the creative magic they had in the 90s. They haven't. They're actually better now than they were then. They have more at their disposal. What they're running into is the cheapness and the corner cutting of Stern's investors. And they will tell you that behind closed doors with a few beers in them. And this podcast will tell you that most of the time, what you're getting from Brian Eddy with this game, that's not what he, you think that's what he wanted? You think Brian Eddy, a guy who has designed some of the coolest stuff ever in pinball, you really think that that left kick out is what he wanted there? Are, are you people, are you serious? You, you think this is all he could do? He ran out of money, clearly. That is, I mean, why isn't that kick out at least like a scoop that fires the ball out with more intensity and with more drama and more feeling? It's just like it's getting farted out the left side of the game. Bye, bye, bye. Zach, we don't buy it. I know you're up to two in the morning. Can't get enough. I can't get enough. Buy it now. <laughs> Love you, brother. But man, come on. We've seen what they can do. We've seen what these designers can do. And you think this is it? Come on. I can't wait to Thursday. Thursday is going to be a moment. I mean, I, so we already know what's going to be projected there. I don't understand like what people are expecting to happen. It's like they're expecting the entire game to flip upside down. And all of a sudden, like, oh, wow, that's what it was all about. So let's see, people. Congratulations, Chuck. You've shown everyone how it's done. Stern Pinball, you need to wake up a little bit. Deep Root Pinball, take some notes on all this. This is how you do it. This is how you do it. Who else is out there? 
who else can you know i don't even know man i'm not feeling that well can you tell am i going a little crazy but anyway everyone if you here's the thing if you haven't joined and most of you probably have if you haven't joined canada's face canada's pinball podcast facebook page i think you should join it we have over 800 people following the facebook page I upload a lot of funny content there. We have a lot of debate there and conversation there. I don't get as many emails anymore because of that, but I actually think you'll enjoy following Canada's Pinball Podcast on Facebook. So please, everybody do that, all right? All right, what else are we gonna talk about? Um, I don't know, I don't know. Let's, let's just let the show go there. Everyone, I can't believe we're getting free toppers. I'm so excited. I'm getting a low number. I'm going to let you know when I get it, but it's happening. It should happen by the end of February. Can you do the math on that one? All right, everyone, have a great day. Canada Pinball out. Yeah.